Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Sister Joyce is coming to bring some good word. Everybody ready for some good word? All right. Because I'm nosy. Merry Christmas. You asked if I was bringing good word, and I hope so. <laughs> Lately, it's been like a cluster of feelings and emotions and even scriptures that almost all up in the air and I'm waiting for them to land. So you would think, you know, it's seeing me at the last moment, I'm scrambling around trying to get all my words down on paper. And it's difficult because I don't know, it's, I have it, I have it there, even what God spoke to me, but it's not coming out the right way until the last possible moment. So, so of course, that makes me nervous. I'm typically a very prepared person. But uh, so we'll see, you know, by faith, I will speak what God put on my heart. So once again, Merry Christmas to everyone. So I'm here with a brief message to help remind us all of God's love for us. There's a scripture that came to my mind several days ago that has just kept coming ever since. It's Luke 14, 25, I think through 35, but I may have cut that a little short. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else, your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. The last part, count the cost, really stuck with me. And it's been ringing in my ears ever since. Then it occurred to me, you know, disciples are not the only ones who have counted the cost of following Jesus. During this time of the year, we see nativity scenes and images of the little manger that we imagine baby Jesus lying in after his birth. It's common in our thinking for our, a newborn baby to signify the beginning of something. There are so many hopes, dreams, and plans for the child after it's born. And there are questions of who that child will grow up to be. But in this case, in the case of baby Jesus, there was a long plan behind it all. This new life was the culmination of a well thought out plan that was coming to fruition. From the beginning of time, God desired to be with his people. Remarkably, after we were separated from him by sin, the God of all creation, who could have just created a new creation, I mean, instead, he decided to devise a plan of salvation and restoration but the path would not be easy. He did not have a questionable future ahead of him. He knew exactly what was coming. Just like how he had told his followers to count the cost, he had done the math himself. This little baby would not live a very easy life. He especially would not live the life of a king. He knew he would carry our sorrows and our weaknesses and that he would endure ridicule, judgment, rejection, and abuse all at the hands of the very people 
who he had come to save. He walked this earth knowing that he was marching to his death. Yet and still he accounted the cost of salvation for his beloved creation. I used to be confused by one specific passage in the Bible that I just couldn't make sense of. And that's John 15, 13, which says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So in light of this passage, I couldn't understand how God apparently loved us all so much that he sent someone else on his behalf. But then I learned that he's one. He didn't send someone else. God rolled up his sleeves and did the dirty work himself. The Lord of all creation loved us so much that he counted the cost. He didn't love his life more. He didn't run from trials and temptations, nor did he shrink away from challenges or persecution. God saw the expensive price tag, one that no one else could pay. And unlike what most of us do when we see a price that we can't pay, he didn't turn and walk away. He calculated the cost to the penny. And still, he said, money is no object. There is nothing that I won't do for my people. So today we celebrate a God who didn't send someone else to do his dirty work. So, so many times in the Bible, we read about his, the worshipers of Baal and how they would cut themselves and they would sacrifice their children. You know, they would spill their own blood and worship. But we are so blessed. Our God didn't ask for our blood. Instead, he spilled his own. This is not just a message for today. It's a message for every day to remember just how precious we are because this amazing savior has deemed us to be valuable. Because of him, we have value, we have life, and we can have salvation. So as we worship together today and as we go along our separate ways later on, let's remember what God has done for us and how he counted the cost of his gift to us and still decided that money is no object. 